fall into no man land territory, right? Where they're not easy enough to really be easy in base building and recovery, but they're definitely not hard enough to really spur any of those those physiological gains. Episode 971 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode, best of-ish edition. Today's quick tip, every run has a purpose. Hey guys, so uh, before we jump in the time machine and go back to July of 2017, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by uh, by the giveaway. I guess it's not really brought to you. It's sponsored by? Maybe not. Today's, today's plug, before we get into the good stuff... Uh, before we review the good stuff, is uh, a reminder that at the end of each month, or actually technically at the beginning of each new month, uh, I pick a name, pick a winner, and uh, give that person a chance to uh, work with me for free for uh, 16 weeks doing a training plan situation for a race of your choice. Or, you know, with with how things have unfolded in the last year and a half, you know, if, you, if you're still not quite ready to race yet, but you want to kind of get back into a groove, hey, we'll just work with you for 16 weeks. We'll call it good, even without a race at the end of the at, at the end of the uh, the time frame. Um, but it's a chance to just, like I said, just work with me for free. Uh, same level of, of coaching, same level of, of input on my part that I would give to anybody who paid me to do it. Um, you just get a chance to do it for free. So if, uh, if you like free and you're like, hey, you know, a coach for free, that might not be a bad option. Uh, Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. You can also just get to it right at the homepage of Dizruns.com. There's a button that says, like, click here to enter, something along those lines. You click, you enter, bada boom, bada bam, you're good to go. Then it's just up to the random number generator. May it smile upon you. And uh, as, a, as a reminder, you're also, you're, you're automatically re-entered each and every month. So uh, you don't have to try to remember to, to enter every month. Enter once, good to go. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck. So get yourself entered, disruns.com slash giveaway, or right there on the homepage, like I said, at disruns.com. Enter your name, enter your email address. Yes, it puts you on my email list. Hopefully, you'll find that my emails are actually worthwhile. Uh, more blog posts than they are spammy emails. At least that's that's the intent. That's what I try to try to do. Try to do. Um, hopefully, you'll find that, like I said, that they're useful, uh, worth reading a couple times a week. Um, so there's that. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. So today, like I said, going back in time, uh, four years, four plus years to uh, July of 2017, episode 439 talking about the purpose between the different types of runs. Did you know that there are actually different types of runs? And and I would go so far as to say that if you're having a well-rounded training plan, well-rounded effort to build towards, whether it's a race or whatever, whatever you're working towards as a runner, you need to have some different types of runs in the mix. Now, this is this is a, a an interesting look back on this episode because this episode was done before I started all this heart rate training stuff, just a few months before, but early enough before that I bet if you went back and listened to the uh, um, the audio from episode four thirty nine, you would hear me say, you know, like every week do this or do that, or do, and now I'm more like, eh, maybe once a month, I don't know, um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see as we go. But but the moral of the story is is that I think it can be somewhat easy, especially when you're not in the throes of a training plan, to kind of lose sight of the fact that every run really does have a purpose. And when we lose sight of that, I think, and again, this is all just me postulating, maybe I'm missing the mark here, but I think when you lose sight of the fact that every run has a purpose, it's easy to kind of get some of those runs that that fall into no-man-land territory, 
right? Where they're not easy enough to really be easy in base building and recovery, but they're definitely not hard enough to really spur any of those those physiological gains that we go for when we do a speed workout or when we do some type of intervals or when we do some type of, um, you know, tempo run, things like that. Just kind of comfortably hard, which is more or less useless from a, from a physiological adaptation phase, at least. So, um, I think that's why I think it is important to think about what the purpose is for, for every run that you do. Maybe not like think about it for, for hours and postulate and ponder, but at least recognize that like, Oh, today's an easy run. Well, that doesn't just mean that it's kind of throwaway or that it's useless. In fact, I would go so far as to say that those runs are the most valuable runs, which would explain why I've gone so head and shoulders into, into heart rate training. But whether you're doing, you know, hardcore heart rate training, whether you're doing more of an 80, 20, whether you're just kind of doing today, we're not going to, not going to get into why one is maybe better than the other. At least why I feel like one is, is, uh, you know, some, some form of effort-based training is best. Like no need to bury the lead. Y'all know where I stand on this stuff, but you know, I'm just going to look at the different types of workouts, why you might want to consider doing them, uh, why you maybe see them on some of the plans that you use. And, um, Hopefully it'll help you with, you know, preparing for any fall races that you might have coming up, uh, before too long. So let's, uh, let's dive into it. Shall we? Um, you know, just like, just like your, you know, regular diet, the food you eat diet, you know, variety, kind of a good thing, different, different, hitting different food groups, different minerals, different things like that. Um, different types of runs also hit some different, you know, different areas, different aspects of your fitness. So in no particular order. Uh, like I said, and we'll, we'll just, again, no reason to bury the lead. We'll start with the easy runs because hands down, those are the ones that I think are the most important. The ones that I think should, should probably maintain the bulk of your training diet. Again, no matter what type of training you do, even if you're, even if you're not worried about 80, 20 or things like that, um, it's kind of hard to hammer all the time. Like, I mean, I guess maybe you could, you might be able to get away with it for a short while, but running easy, doing those types of recovery runs, those are valuable. Why? Well, they, they do, they go a long way towards building your aerobic base. They're not nearly as stressful as higher intensity miles because you're not pushing your body as, as hard. Uh, so there's less wear and tear on your muscles, less wear and tear on your joints, less pounding, things like that. Um, physiologically, I'm not going to get into all the, the, the deep weeds here, but physiologically it helps to, uh, increase your, your fat burning efficiency. It helps to increase, increase mito- mitochondrial density within your muscles, which helps to the, your mitochondria is what helps to, uh, um, create energy and, and power you through whether you're running aerobically, anaerobically, whatever, having mitochondria, pretty good thing. Um, so for, for us as runners, you know, like these easy runs, these time on feet that are less stressful, they're, they're, they're invaluable. And so, like I said, I think the bulk of your training plan should be that, but at least some runs, you know, if, if you're only running a couple few times a week, maybe you're not going to have every run necessarily be a recovery run or an easy run, but at least, at least once a week, I think that that would be like the absolute bare bones minimum. Um, for me, it's every run, but like one per month is an easy run. So that's like, like I said, you, you know, that that's, that that's my slant. That's my take. That's my, uh, the bulk of my training diet is the easy run, but I do mix in some other ones as well. What other runs are we talking about? The long run, which I guess could be an easy run. You know, you can, like, I, I tend to keep my, my long runs mostly on the easy scale as far as heart rate, effort, things like that. But 
You can also make long runs a workout. You can make long runs kind of a, a, a race simulation where you're doing it at kind of like at or near goal pace to kind of test yourself on that front. But the long run is pretty straightforward. It's long, right? You're just you're running longer than you normally would, um, whether it's, it's duration, whether it's distance, very well could be both. Um, but it's just, it's just a longer run. So if your normal runs during the week, maybe you've got an hour, maybe on the, on the weekend or on your day off or whatever, you're going for two hours or three hours. It doesn't really matter as far as I'm concerned, what distance you're training for. If you're training for a 5k, I think a long run is beneficial. In fact, I would go so far as to say, I know it's beneficial, but maybe that's a a bridge slightly too far. I very, very, very strongly think that the long run is beneficial for 5Ks, for track work. You know, if, you, if you're training to run a 400-meter event, a 100-meter event, a long run is going to help you. Certainly, if you're training to run a half marathon, marathon, ultra, long runs, pretty important, pretty straightforward there. Um, but just getting that time on your feet helps to build your endurance, helps to build your efficiency. And it, it even does some things that, that are easy to overlook, but it just kind of helps to build your resilience to being on your feet for two hours, three hours, four hours, six hours, whatever duration of the race might be. Um, because, you know, coming out of, if, if you've been paying attention or maybe not paying attention, that's the wrong way of saying it. But if you read the emails, if you kind of know what's been going on in the Facebook group, you know that last week I was in the mountains doing some, uh, some pacing for a hundred miler and like effort wise, pace wise, like, like we were never pushing it that much. Obviously I wasn't running a hundred miles. So, you know, just running for 20 miles here, 20 miles there. Like it's still a lot. Of course, I don't mean to, to understate that. But like the effort, the intensity wasn't there, but I was on my feet for a long freaking time. And like, that was like muscular wise. I wasn't that sore. Like I had a little bit of soreness from hiking and climbing 10,000 feet or some nonsense like that. But what was really got to me was just the soreness of my feet because I hadn't been training to be on my feet for 10 hours at a, at a time. Right. So that's what the long run, that's one of the things, not, not the only thing, of course, but one of the things that the long run helps you to do is just be accustomed to be on your feet and moving for that amount of time. You know, if you're running a a five hour marathon or a 10 hour and you know, just a 10 hour timed race or a 10 hour, whatever, 50 K or 50 mile or whatever, like not that you're going to necessarily be to that distance or that duration for every long run, probably not that you should be to that distance or duration for every long run. But getting those long runs in, getting you know two hours, three hours, sometimes even longer than that on your feet, it's going to help serve you uh, for your race race goals, and it just helps with some of those adaptations of just you know again holding the running posture, that position for that long. Something that again you don't necessarily think of, but those are the types of things that long long runs help you prepare for. And oh by the way, another kind of side benefit of the long run. Long runs are also a great time to help practice your fueling. So whatever you're doing from a nutrition standpoint, pre, pre-run or pre-race nutrition, nutrition during your race or during your run, you can practice that during the long runs because you can't quite practice. Like, like the effects you get for a, a five-mile run versus a 15-mile run, like, like it's, it's not the same comparison. And those types of, you know, like trying out different fueling options for a five-mile run aren't going to probably give you much information on what your, what your body's going to feel like, what your stomach's going to feel like, you know, at, at mile 15 and mile 18 and mile 22, you know, if you're training for a marathon or, or certainly if you're training for ultras. So those long runs, definitely a key part of a good, well-balanced training, uh, diet. What about a tempo or a threshold pace run? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, these are the hardest workouts out there. Not necessarily the most physically demanding, but the hardest to really 
get right. Because you're, what you're trying to do with a tempo run or a threshold run or a, lactose, or a lactate threshold run, you'll, you'll kind of hear various titles of these runs. But what you're doing with these runs is you're trying to get kind of right at that level where if you go too much farther, like it's maybe too much or too much faster is too much for the duration. Because these are usually a hard, a hard effort for three miles, four miles, faster than race pace, at least if you're talking about race paces of, of races longer than three or four or five miles. Um, you know, probably faster than, than, than even 10 K pace, maybe not quite as fast as five K pace. The, the rule of thumb that I always used to hear was that it's like five K pace plus like 15 seconds per mile. So if you're, if you're a, I don't know, I'm kind of estimating here, but if you're a 10 minute or a nine, a 945 pace for the 5k would get you pretty close to about a 30 minute 5k. So then you'd want to run your tempo runs at about 10 minute pace, right? You scale that up, scale it down. Uh, but just to, just to try to put some concrete numbers there, something along those lines is about, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but the idea is to kind of get at that pace level and just hold it. And you, and the first mile may not feel that bad. I mean, you're going to feel like you're working, but it's not going to be that bad. But once you get to mile two, once you get to mile three, once you get to mile four, it becomes more and more difficult to maintain that that small window of of you know trying to keep it right at ten minute pace or or whatever you've decided for yourself, um, and it gets difficult because what's happening is you're working kind of right at that level where lactic acid is really building up and and I know we've talked about lactic acid before though it's been maybe a while since I really got on the 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 uh, soapbox here although I think there was a a Q and A episode or Q and A question about it recently, but. Lactic acid builds up when you're no longer working at an aerobic level. When you start working anaerobically, when your body's working really hard, lactic acid starts to build up. In tempo, you're probably going to be kind of right on that line where lactic acid is, is building up because the harder you go, the higher the intensity, the more lactic acid you're creating, and you're actually creating it faster than your body can clear it. So by, by training it at lactic acid pace or threshold pace or tempo pace, what you're trying to do, one of the main benefits of what you're trying to do is improve your body's ability to clear out the lactic acid quickly so that you're able to maintain that kind of red line effort, red line pace for a longer period of time, which obviously that, that plays out great on race day. Like, like I said, this might be faster pace than what you're trying to probably faster pace than what you're trying to run on race day, other than maybe for a 5k or shorter, but it's great for that finishing kick. Right, you get to the the last the last mile, the last half mile. You're trying to hammer. You got that that PR is is in sight, and and you've been running for an hour, two hours, three hours, five hours at this point, and you're trying to, to dig just a little bit deeper. Well, if your body can clear that lactic acid a little bit when you when you push it right at the end, you got a better chance to finish. You know, really finish the race strong. Hopefully, get that that PR, maybe punch that ticket to uh, qualifying for a race or something like that. If that's part of the the goal, so getting a little tempo work in not a bad idea. And of course, there's also the benefits of just strengthening your muscles, strengthening your bones because you're pushing so hard. But really when it comes to strengthening muscles, strengthening bones, things like that, probably the best way to do it from a running workout perspective are like speed workouts, intervals, repeats, whatever you want to call it. Could be hill repeats, could be flat, could be on the track. They're all, all under the umbrella of a speed workout, which is just a high intensity burst depending on how long of a, of a burst you're doing, you know, it could be, um, hundred meters could be quarter mile, could be half mile. Uh, but the idea is to go hard and then rest and recover. At least if you're doing some type of interval, but usually speed work is going to look like an interval or a repeat or something along those lines where you go really, really hard, almost as hard as you can. 
then catch your breath, maybe walk a little bit, easy jog, kind of bring that heart rate back down, catch your breath, and then hammer it again. Benefits of this, like I said, muscle strength, uh, muscle recruitment. That's a big one that, that again, easy to overlook. But what happens when we're, when we're running, quite frankly, when we're doing anything is our, as our mind, our brain, you know, sends electrical signals to our body to say, Hey, you know, leg muscles do, do this motion or arm muscles or whatever. And when you're not, when you're running easy or when you're walking, things like that, our bodies try to be as, as low key as possible. So, and I'm going to make up some numbers as, as I usually do to just try to prove a point. This is, don't take this to the bank as, as hard science, just, just to prove the point or to try to explain my point, I guess. But you know, maybe for, for walking your, your brain sends a signal to your legs and it recruits maybe 20% of the muscles that you have in your thighs, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, things like that, because it's not a, it's not a high intensity effort, right? You just, it's just an easy stroll. All it needs is, is maybe 20% of the muscles. So that's all it does. So then you turn it up to an easy run, you know, my bread and butter, and maybe the body recruits, maybe has to recruit 50%. You know, you're, you're, you're definitely moving a little bit more. There's, there's a little bit more going on than just a casual stroll, but our bodies are always going to try to leave some in reserve in case, you know, in case a, a saber tooth tiger jumps out of the woods or, or whatever. Um, but just like, there's no reason to like max out the, the muscle recruitment for just an easy run. Well, when you start doing the speed workouts, you're, you're, you're strengthening those connections between your brain and all of the muscle fibers, or at least most of the muscle fibers in your legs. And not only does that obviously help you to, to just go faster, but the more connected your brain is with your, with your muscles in your legs, the more you're able to, to, you know, you still might only use 50% of the, the fibers during your, your easy runs. I might still only use 50% of my fibers during my easy runs, but it's, it's by doing some speed work on occasion, I'm able to maybe, you know, use, use this 50% and then that 50%, which can help with my endurance can help with, with my efficiency. Um, speed workout also can help with, with your, uh, form improvements. So if you're, you know, if you, if you notice, or one of your, your complaints, which I've heard this from a few, more than a few folks of trying to run easy is that you feel like your form gets all kinds of cattywampus. Um, by running hard, which it, which it can do, you know, easy. Like I remember the, er, the early days of, of heart rate training and like feeling awkward AF when I was, when I was trying to run easy, um, getting those speed workouts in, getting those interval workouts, those intervals where you're running hard helps to improve form, which then it can, it, it, it can bleed over into running easy to feel a little bit more natural, more, more, more normal, quote unquote. So speed workout are great, are great. They're high, they're high stress. I mean, you're pushing hard. High stress on the bones, high stress on the muscles, high stress on the tendons and ligaments. So that's why you don't want to do them all the time. But as part of a, of a well-balanced training diet, absolutely, absolutely can and probably should be part of them. And it doesn't matter how long you're racing either. doesn't matter. If you're running ultra marathons, marathons, half marathons, there's, there's plenty of benefits for going hard for you know quarter miles or half miles or one minutes or whatever. So in case you're, you're unfamiliar with some of the different types of runs out there or, or why they're important, those are some things to hopefully keep in mind. Hopefully maybe be some reminders for you as far as, you know, speed workouts or intervals, tempo runs kind of like, like hard, but can handle handleable, handleable hard, uh, the long runs and then the easy recovery runs you want, you want a little mix, whether it's an 80%, 20%, whether it's 95%, 1%. 
whether it's 75%, 25%, 70-30, like whatever it is, find the mix that works for you, but make sure that you're you're mixing it up. And, and again, make sure you know the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish today, or at least the purpose of what run you're doing, what run you are doing. Maybe just make sure you know that before you start so that it's it's easier to just do do what you're supposed to do. If it's, if it's supposed to be an easy day, if it's supposed to be a recovery day, recognize that before you get going so that you're not tempted to start drifting into closer to, to tempo range, but not all the way to tempo range. You know, Make sure you know what you're doing, know what you're trying to get from each run um, because definitely, definitely, no matter how often you're running, no matter what you're training for, every run probably shouldn't be the same. And maybe there's a little something in there for me to remember that too, is, is mixing in a little bit of more, maybe, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I'll keep you posted, but just make sure you know what you're trying to accomplish with each, with each run, what type of run you're going for. And, uh, it'll help you. It'll help you. At least I hope that's, that's the goal. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this is a little bit of rem- reminding, maybe some new information, whatever the case might be. You can head over to the show notes for today. If you're so inclined at disruns.com slash nine, seven, one, uh, basically the same post from, uh, four years ago, but definitely, um, new audio, but definitely there's some links there, some information. Uh, there's this, you know, back, back in the day when I was really serious about memeing and jiffing, we got some of those going on too. Uh, so check that out at disruns.com slash nine, seven, one. Uh, and while you're on the website, don't be afraid to click over to the homepage, get entered into the giveaway, or you can just point your browser to disruns.com slash giveaway. And, uh, you know, as this episode comes out, we got, uh, what, 10 days left of the month. We'll be picking a new winner and it could be you, but you can't win it. If you're not in it, disruns.com slash giveaway. Uh, and I guess I did that a little out of order from usual, but Hey, you know, we make this up as we go. What did you think about today's episode? What do you, you know, are you good with, with different training runs? Are you, are you, you struggle with some, do you never heard about, you know, different types of runs before any, any thoughts, any feedbacks, anything you disagree with me about, or you maybe think that, Hey, you know what? That actually made sense. Always love to hear from y'all. Dizruns.com slash 971 today is the link back to the show notes. Like I said, there's the comment section. You can also shoot me an email, disruns at gmail.com. I guess since I did the, the little sponsor the bit before, I might as well do all this backwards, right? Email disruns at gmail.com. You can also find me on the Instagram or on the Twitter, disruns.com. Not disruns.com, just at disruns on those places. Uh, but give me your thoughts. Give me your feedbacks. Give me your takeaways. Let me know what you thought. You like these trips down memory lane once in a while? Are they useful? A little, little, you know brushing the dust off of some of these from a few years ago. Uh, hope you enjoy them. Hope it was helpful. Hope it was useful. Uh, if it was hit that share button, tell a friend about it, post it in your other running Facebook groups, whatever, whatever it might work for you. Always appreciate you helping to spread the word. And, uh, until next time, y'all please be well, take good care. Thanks again for listening. And, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. <laughs>